Hi, my name is Pat Live and welcome to Love the Music. Today's date is February 23rd, 2021. I chatted with Kirk Reed from The Reed Effect on my back deck in June of 2020. The interview is accompanied by an entire orchestra of birds and loads of city traffic, sometimes serenading in the background, unfortunately sometimes threatening to take over. It was a gorgeous sunny day and the motorcycles were out in force. Kirk and I talked about the new upcoming album entitled 1973 and how the pandemic is affecting his writing creativity and teaching him new things. Unfortunately, after our interview, the year was about to take a vastly different turn. Almost four months to the date of our meeting, Kirk lost his only brother, Chris, and the other half of the Reed Effect. The entire local music community was dumbfounded, and anything to do with the album was put on hold. From the Reed Effect's website with a few additions. 2020 has been a hard year on all of us, and the Reed Effect has definitely felt that pain, on both a personal and professional level. Chris Reed, bassist, vocalist, bandmate, friend, and brother, tragically took his own life on October 10th, 2020, just as the new music was about to be released. The brothers were extremely close, and Chris's death hit Kirk hard. After taking some time to grieve privately, Kirk is now forging ahead with the release of the album. Kirk feels it is important to let the world hear this music not just as a tribute to Chris and his legacy, but as a celebration of the collaboration and brotherly love. We're sitting here with Kirk Reed cool. of The Reed Effect. Yes, And the ID. Muddy York Blues Machine. True. True. Yeah. Two yeah. bands. Two bands. The Muddy York is moving more and more towards being an original band, but it's a blues band, so it's very... Um, you know, you got to play some, a lot of covers too, right? And what about and the Reed Effect? What yeah. is the Reed Effect? Is more of a rock? Uh, yeah, it'll be. Yeah, rock band overall. Like if I had to pick one word, it'd be the rock band. But uh, we have our own sound. I think we definitely pull on some influences from the grunge era, like uh, Soundgarden. You know, we definitely have that that vibe, and also some classic rock. Doors, uh, and it's some of the alternative, a little bit of the alternative, not extreme. Where were you last year at this time, and where should you be now? Okay, so a year ago, okay, this is June, right? Yep. So, so a year ago would have been, as far as the band is concerned, like for me, like I'm a full time musician, so I teach as well to bring in the money, and I, I'm in a, a cover band as well, and I do my own solo gigs. Uh, make money and I love it too. The Reed Effect, you know, being an original band is obviously a, a different monster. Um, but May and June for me when I'm teaching is really busy. So that usually occupies, because it's the end of the school year and then we're doing all kinds of recitals and uh, I teach at multiple schools as well and have students, you know, all around. So I'm really kind of juggling a lot of that. So anything with the Reed Effect kind of slows down a little bit in that time. However, uh, we've been working on this new album. Well, new. <laughs> it hasn't come out, but we started literally two years ago. Um, started pre-production, like May, June of 2018. We started pre-production with Ted Sadalis, our producer. And uh, 
So literally two years, and this is a six-song EP. Actually, it's seven tracks, and I'll get to the other track uh, later. Um, so a year ago, we would have been a year into the recording process, and we originally were wanting to um, release our album, the, the EP that we've been working up for two years, uh, like last fall. Like we we're trying to organize. So a year ago, we were trying to build up because uh, we we thought we were kind of in the home stretch. I just let go of our our drummer who are who was our drummer and nothing against it's just it just wasn't working <clears throat> so a year ago would have been right around the time where i uh we parted ways uh, creatively in the band um so that would have been something in that we were in the middle of the recording process or towards the end of the recording process so that kind of was a bit of a hiccup and kind of pushed things back as far as uh, releasing the album so there, there was a transitional phase with drummers uh so then we, we we started getting back into recording mode because we couldn't you know we were doing the odd gig here and there but our focus was still in the studio and now that brian was gone so we had to kind of redo actually one of the songs i um that's on the album i, I co-wrote with care failure from die mannequin yeah. um so i had to her and i were kind of finishing up some of the melodies and all that so that was another thing that was going on a year ago yeah like june july um, okay, so anyway, to make a short story long, the thing is we had a little bit more time because we postponed the release of our EP to this right. past May 1st. Like, I booked this past May 1st, like, last fall with uh, Craig Lassie from The Horseshoe. So we were supposed to have our um, our EP release, yeah, May 1st. Uh, so we were going to play with uh, Anthems and Ashes, our good friend Harley, uh, the Jailbirds from Mississauga, so there was a trend. So then we got more into creating. We had a little bit more time. Uh, so the, and then Ted's like, okay, let's just take this uh, album to the next level. So there was a few months that we just did all these harmonies, and we put a lot into this album, Pat. Like, wait till you hear it. The production is the, the biggest. Sorry. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, trust me, you're not going to be uh, disappointed. So we put so what we put in the keyboard, the uh, clavinet. We got some organ in there, and then yeah, I guess that's kind of where we were at like, a year ago, and then. For the subsequent few months um it was kind of just building the album more and more and over the winter and then uh yeah it was just gearing up for the may 1st show and then you know as of march obviously the pandemic changed everything so we postponed it to indefinitely yeah so we'll see whenever things open back up sort of thinking either this fall or next spring either way we're going to release it we have to release it this year whether the pandemic, uh, if we're still in lockdown or not. So I hope. So, that. so right now you're really in a holding pattern. Um, not really. Release, no. Oh, for the release of the album. Well, as far as the release of the album, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but no, we're we're actually not. We're we we got plans to release it like in October, like regardless of the pandemic. So we're in a holding pa pattern as far as whether we're going to play at the Horseshoe or not. Right. Um, that just depends on how this whole pandemic and lockdown unfolds over the next few months. But either way, we're going to release it. We're, we have our first single coming up in September. So we're not holding on. We have a, a whole timeline set up for this year, whether we play live. Um, so you're going to proceed. So it'll be yep. more of a social media event than that. Well, will depending be. on, yeah. like, we'll play live if we can. But if we can't, then yeah, it'll be a, all social media. And then. We'll set up tours and other gigs for whatever uh, 
The Flight of the Umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the name of our album. That's what we need, The Flight of the Umbrella. So, so what are you up to now then? Here you are a year later. We've got, we've got, you're still going to release the album. Yeah, the plan, yeah, we have to. We can't plans, wait another year. It's yeah, ridiculous. the plan, the original plans fell through. So what are you, what are you doing now? Right then? now, we actually uh, hired Daryl, Daryl Hurst is the, the founder of Indie Week and uh, manager, and et cetera, et cetera. So we hired him as a consultant over the last like couple months. Okay. Um, so right now, it's actually, I mean, I know there's a lot of people suffering from the pandemic and this is a strange times, but honestly for us, it's, it's been a blessing as far as the band specifically. Um, I, I do miss playing live, but the thing is, what's, what this did is give me some wiggle room to be able to work on promoting and getting more savvy with uh, social media and working on all the, uh, the necessary elements to kind of build a, you know, a structure so you can promote it, right? So it's all planning right now. Like I'm putting a, a whole bunch of stuff together. So I'm really busy. The thing is, like I said, at this time of year, like May, June, um, I'm really in teaching mode. Like that, that takes up a lot of my energy and my time. I don't have a lot left over to do this kind of stuff. So I'm not teaching at all now. And I, I'm committed to not teaching or really doing anything uh, till September, um, where obviously I can't live like this forever, right? Um, so I'm playing, uh, so what I've been doing is researching how to, you know, build my YouTube channel, you know, getting subscriptions and all that stuff. I'm building up content. This will be our fourth, well, my, I, I did a solo album, Kirk Reed, um, my debut, you know, I did 12 songs, big album, I put a lot into it. Uh, so that's what I did on my own. And then the band came together right after that. Okay. So then we did this debut album. The self-titled The Reed Effect, so it's a full band. And then there's Strange Curiosity, like three years ago at the Mod Club. We did it at yeah. Indie Week. Um, and so this is our fourth. So I'm taking a... So this is just an example of one of the things I'm doing. I'm taking a song from each one of those albums, like the first week, uh, the first one, the Kirk Reed album. Mm -hmm. I took a song, and then I'm, I'm, I'm getting better. I'm not really a computer geek at all, man. So I'm, there's been a lot of learning curves for me. <laughs> And actually, I'm getting into it for the first time in my life. Um, now, again, like I have the wiggle room to spend some time to get, you know, a little bit more computer savvy and understand how to, to put videos together. It's a very DIY world. For example, I, uh, the Kirk Reed album, I took a song and I put a, a picture video together for it. And then the Reed, the Reed effect. So I'm taking pictures um, from that specific time in the band's history. Right. Right? So, um, so that like first. For example, Bloody Hell is one of the songs off the Reed Effect uh, debut mm -hmm. self-titled album. Uh, so I took that and I, I took all the pictures from the incarnation for the members in the band of that incarnation. Um, keep in mind that my solo album was 10 years ago, so 2010. So this is over a period of 10 years that I've had you know, these songs. So I put a picture video and then from Strange Curiosity, I. I took Still Want You and put a lyric and picture video. So I've gotten a lot better at that, and I'm trying to bring my creativity uh, to, you know, more the digital uh, platform. So what, you're taking all the pictures and making a video out of all of these pictures? Yeah, so you have trans so like so collages or transitions? Yeah, kind of from collage, yeah, from that specific yep. area. So it's been a bit of a nostalgic trip for me for the last few, like, yeah, couple okay. months. Yeah, so I have to read, I go to the, all my hard drives to get the best pictures, you know, pick the best of the best of those pictures of from that era. Yep. <clears throat> so I spent a lot of hours like doing that. Uh, keep in mind, I'm not really 
very computer savvy, although I am more now than I was a couple months ago. Uh, so it was a bit of a learning curve, but I'm getting better at it, I'm getting quicker. Yeah, so that's three songs that I, they're already on YouTube, they're still private, because I'm not ready to, I'm not gonna release that until July. I'm also um, planning like three video shoots. Again, DIY, I have a, a camera, so I'm doing all this editing with a camera to get, so I can do the DIY thing and save money, right? I'm also, <laughs> the flight of the umbrella. Um, I'm also doing a, um, an animated video because like, oh, really? yeah, so our first single, which is coming out in September, uh, it's going to be an animated video. The thing is with this pandemic, we haven't been able to, uh, bring people together to do a video and you know, all the, you know, the rehearsal spots where that, where you, which is where you would rent, um, a place uh, to be able to do a, a video. They, they all been closed down up until recently. Uh, so I've been storyboarding an animated video, like make use of my time. So you've been really busy. Yeah, I've been really busy. I haven't slowed down at all. Um, That's good. And we just finished recording. Like we literally just finished recording um, right before this whole band pandemic happened. So Ted is like in mixing mode. He's still mixing, man. Two years and he's still mixing. He's obviously in the... Um, the home stretch but it's uh he's been able to spend more and more time he's very passionate about this uh this album he feels it's the best album he's done in like you know his whole career so yeah him and i've kind of been talking about where the mix is and all that stuff so and he's just going through every single track and there's tons uh so it's just taking it even like literally just combing through all the tracks and taking it to the highest potential that it could possibly be and that's pretty much where we're at so your whole approach to releasing this album has changed. Yeah, and the thing is, th this has been somewhat of a blessing. Uh, the fact is, this pandemic, and I know that's a strange thing to say. Um, no, because most because everybody else has kind of agreed with you so far. Oh yeah. Yeah. Really? It's a, for, yeah, I think for creative people, for artists, it can be. It can. It can you could thrive. You can at least take the opportunity, the wiggle room to. Uh, take a negative situation and turn it into a positive one or a creative one um, and I again I wouldn't be able to do any of this stuff like I have what do I have like two months sorry three months uh, before we release our first single and I'm, I'm putting video together that it'll be an animated video I'm gonna be putting out teasers and stuff and uh, um, I'm you know I'm also uh, recording some live little uh, videos of me and sometimes me and Chris do uh, covers uh, so we'll start posting that probably like tomorrow so that keeps on, uh, you relevant yeah exactly we have been I posted like a couple times on YouTube in this pandemic but now I have all this stuff that I'm ready to start to drop over the next like three months I have everything all stacked up ready to go so you know what I mean so over the next three months or even six months just keep on dropping and we have six singles too we're gonna we have like a year and a half of content like we have a lot a perfect segue into our first musical break. No Way Out of Here, written and published three years ago by The Reed Effect, is a very timely song now more than ever. The skeleton and basic structure of the song was done in one jam with Chris and myself and drummer Brian Fontes. Chris came up with the hook in the chorus and the term No Way Out of Here, the irony. Go! 
Welcome back. We've just heard No Way Out of Here by The Reed Effect. I am Pat Blythe, and this is Love the Music. I'm sitting here with Kirk Reed, and you're listening to the fifth episode of the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. One of the questions I had, because there's a lot of musicians out there that are writing, not writing, not feeling motivated, whatever, whatever their state is... Has, has this whole pandemic isolation thing actually directly affected any of your writing at um, all? It's funny. <clears throat> we haven't really been doing any writing. We just kind of worked on our chemistry. We kind of altered uh, some of our songs to be more acu- acoustic friendly because we're doing the live stream pretty much every week. Right. We do the Reed Brother Brunch on uh, Sundays. Right. Um, and we're going to be doing the, the odd Friday, Saturday night kind of thing. Uh, but basically once a week or so. Yep. Uh, so we kind of had to alter some of the songs to be a little bit more acoustic friendly, and uh, we also resurrected some older songs that were already acoustic. Uh, we just had to kind of rehearse. So it's been, as far as music is concerned, it's more um, rehearsing and practicing and learning covers too, um, as opposed to writing. Uh, the, my creativity isn't going to writing at all right now uh, because we're not going to record another album for like, like at least a year. Right. Uh, we can't even think about it. We have so much to do to like really promote this one, like with videos. One of the videos is already done. The second, the animated is already almost like it's all storyboarded. We just have to get the guy going. Uh, so my creativity is really going into uh, the videos and uh, the po- the regular posts, trying to be a little bit creative on that and um, doing little teasers of some of the songs that Chris and I do in uh, the Read Brother Brunch. So that the creativity is going more to that direction. And video and learning um, the logistics of all this video editing. I have some software for recording, um, but again, it's recording covers, so I can kind of put that online at some point. So it's been quite a learning curve for me. A good educational experience yeah. is what this has been. Exactly. Yeah. And still not without creativity. I'm using that in the, the videos um, and also the storyboarding for right. the videos. Uh, but there's been a lot of logistical planning, especially getting gearing up for the other three video shoots that we're going to do over the next uh, couple months. <laughs> so you're getting me all excited. You're yeah. busy. Yeah. You're busy, busy. Yeah, that's no, good. it's great. I busy love it. Busy is good. Yeah. Taking advantage of, of all of this sort of quiet time. Yeah. No external demands except to be able to focus on exactly. Your and product. the thing, yeah, and the thing is, I'm the kind of guy like I go out fairly regular, at least up until the pandemic. Uh, you know, I have a lot of friends in the music scene and bands that I like, and oh, there's uh, certain ones, a lot of, as many as I can, I try to go out and support. And uh, Yeah, well, I keep running into you and into the yeah, clubs, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so I, I'm out there having fun, but also supporting my peers right. and my friends. Um, and the thing is, none of that's happening. So I, I, that kind of, and that can get pretty expensive too. Um, uh, so I haven't, there hasn't been those uh, social outlets, and I, I, for some reason I haven't really missed it. I mean, I, I this part of me, it's just it's taken that kind of off my plate so I can focus on all this. If I had nothing to do, then yeah, it would drive me nuts, but I have all this stuff. I'm like, but if I was still kind of going out regularly, I wouldn't be as far in as I am now right. as far as all the necessary work is concerned. Right. Um, so my social life is kind of... Although, you know, I still see my brother. I got a roommate. I see my parents. Uh, I, you know, I got enough uh, social outlets. How's your, con- how's your contact been with other musicians in the community? 
fairly non-existent. People, yeah. people aren't keeping in touch with each other, or um, maybe they are. Like, not. I, I haven't really seen. I mean, I I see them on Facebook and Instagram and stuff like that, but yeah. I haven't. And I see the odd pic of. Uh, I've had a, you know, a few social things online. You know, Zoom and all that. Right. And even that, I learned. I figured out how to. Trust me, if I can figure this stuff out, anyone can figure it out. Um, so I had a bit of a social outlet there, but it wasn't like together like we are right here. Yeah. It, I haven't really had, like I said, I, I have a roommate, so I kind of hang out with him a bit, and he's in the music scene, uh, Chris. Yeah. Um, but other than that, uh, no, I, there's a lot of people I haven't seen at all. But again, I'm, I'm kind of occupied. I, I, I know I'm going to see them at some point. Uh, if I thought, you know, if the whole world exploded and I'm the only one left, then yeah, that would be. But I know this is temporary, so I'm trying to take advantage of that. So when it does come time uh, for this to open up again, um, I'll be happy to see everybody again. And uh, by then, I will we'll have had uh, finished all the work that I set out to do. Good. Yeah. So what's your take on how this is going to affect live music going forward? Uh, it's tough. I, I read something earlier today that Live Nation is cutting out some of the... Yeah, I read that too. Um, the, you know, cutting down the guarantees to a lower percentage and stuff like that. Uh, but it's Which is unfortunate. I mean, I don't know all, all the... I, I try not to jump on things uh, too quickly because uh, I know they have to bring in a certain amount of money to make it worth it for them as well. But they have a lot of overhead as well too. Obviously, I'm a musician, so that's kind of it's disappointing. But I'm also realistic with the, the lack of the money that's coming in in that part of the economy, the music scene. Um, you know, a lot of bars have closed. And for good, you know, they're done, right? Including uh, Fox Lounge and Barry. Yeah. And I know the hideout had to yeah, close. Yeah, the hideout's gone. Like Club 120's gone. Yeah. A couple of places up in the Danforth have gone. The yeah. Salty Dog is not doing anything anymore. They're closing. Right. And they have to. And there's others that are kind of on the fence. Like, yep. just, it's going to go one way or the other. So it's going to... I mean, again, these are unprecedented times. So it's hard to tell how this is all going to unfold. Um... It's going to be a different scene afterwards. I think a lot of people that have missed out on the joy of live music, you know, when you you disconnecting from something or someone, um, some things become more clear on uh, how important they were, mm -hmm. or how, you know. So I think it's going to be the same mentality towards the fact that uh, the music scene, along with so many other parts of life in the world. But we're talking specifically about the music scene, mm -hmm. you know, right? And the world of music. I think people are going to realize how important life music is. And uh, I think there's going to be a resurgence. Over I, I'm that incurable optimist, you know, So, but I, I have nothing but hope yeah. for the, like a few months, even if it's a year from now. Well, we're going to get a vaccine at some point. This takes time, uh, you know. How hard do you think it's going to get? It's going to be to draw people back into the club. It's it's going to be a transitional phase. Once they do open, my sense is that this, this, the capacity is going to be um, the capacity for the clubs and the pubs and the bars are going to go way down. You know, you can only let so many people in, depending on um, the legalities as far as how many people can come to you know gather. Uh, so there'll be a transitional phase. People will probably have, you know, there'll probably have to be some sanitizer, there may be even some masks for a little while. So it'll be a little bit of strange at the beginning. Um, 
but again, like, I'm extremely confident there's going to be a vaccine that's going to kind of move, uh, move everything forward. Um, and once that happens, uh, again, there's going to be that transi- transitional phase where the capacity will be, have to be lowered. And so the draw, obviously, will be affected by that. You can only bring so many people into a club or a bar. Um, so maybe even my pay will be a little bit less, which, which I get. I know the bars have, their overhead is huge. It has to make sense. Uh, it has to be feasible from a monetary standpoint from their end and mine. Uh, so I'll decide, and as long as, uh, along with them, uh, when it's worth it, you know, to bring live music. If they can only pay me like, you know, 10% of the bar intake and then I bring home 30 bucks, it's really not <laughs> worth it for me. So it'd be a transitional phase, but then as that moves forward, eventually I'm confident that it will be able to get yeah. full steam ahead. And by then, I, I don't think it'd be, I think it'd be easier to draw when this isn't as much of an issue. People will want to get out. Yeah. That's, that's, my, that's my take on it. That's my uh, prediction. So, and I want to add, and again, it's, it's kind of a blessing that we have this killer album. The product is sold. We put so much into it. We could build up. So by the time people are ready to come out again, we're going to be there and ready to entertain and drop all the yep. uh, the awesome music that we're ready to, to show them. It was a busy scene. There are thousands of artists out there who you go to a club and you're seeing four or five bands in one night. And I was getting to the point where by the time the fifth band came on, I forgot who the first one yeah, was. Yeah, I know. It was, I can just, never... it was just inundated. It was too much. How do you think this is going to affect those people who um, were just starting to get into it? Do you think sort of when you say people when you I say well I'm, I'm saying is the it going to tell the audience or the, the bands? Uh, no no the bands um, I find I'm, I'm just wondering if it's going to sort of clean house a bit. Oh, okay right you know and I, I call it calling the herd right but if yeah, it's yeah that's a good if, point I yeah think. and maybe make it a bit of more of an open field yeah a little bit more room to uh, kind of get your interesting more I followers I, more yeah, audience more followers more and less uh, to less noise. From, yeah, less noise, literally yeah. and literally. Uh, symbolically. Yeah. Yes. That's a good point. Actually, I haven't really uh, explored that option or that opinion or that kind of that philosophy, train of that train of thought. Um, but I, what, the way I can um, add to that, over the years, I've uh, met uh, a lot of musicians, seen tons of musicians, some really good and some not so much. Um, but not only that, it's also some are in it for the long haul and it's part of who they are and they have to do it and i'm including in that category i have to if i don't i'm there's no point uh, in me living and i don't mean to sound dark or suicidal or anything um but i have to it's not even really a choice it's in me um i think there's there are a lot of musicians um that would kind of fit into what i just described but i think there are some people that are in it uh for reasons that aren't uh, very conducive for uh, longevity uh, because you know it's cool to be in a band right it, it is but that's if that's your main motivation it's it's not going to last and you're uh, the audience eventually you might have steam for a minute um, but then eventually the audience or your peers will start to uh, can eventually sense that you're in it for yourself, you know, more kind of feeding your own ego as opposed to bringing something to the table and 
you know, bringing some joy to people and uh, yeah. evoking some emotion and connecting with an audience, building a relationship and stuff like that. And um, when you're talking about that kind of ideal and a philosophy, which is what I follow, mm -hmm. it, it takes it takes a lot of time, a lot of work. It's not all fun and games, you know. Yeah. But there's a lot of fun. Don't get me wrong. I mean, if you know, I, I wouldn't do it otherwise. But um, you kind of separate the boys from the men mm -hmm. uh, who's in it for the right reasons and those who are in it for a little bit more selfish and uh, superficial reasons. So I think, yeah, I think you you might have made a good point that this can kind of separate the herd a little bit, call the herd, as you said. Call the herd, yeah. Um, so the ones that will still be alive uh, and relevant after this kind of settles down, settles down. Mm -hmm. Um, as opposed to the ones that are kind of, you know, once it gets kind of tough and a little bit too much work, they kind of drop off. So you're going to have a little bit more quality as opposed to quantity. Yes, it's quality over quantity. Exactly. Yes, that's what I'm looking at. That's what you're looking So, yeah, because I'm thinking, you know, they, they also, if you've been in it for a long time, um, the adaptability and the, the ability to change, Yeah. I think more experienced musicians may have that whereas the younger ones don't have the experience right and it, there's going to come points uh in your career however short or long it is where there's going to be struggles within the band uh, there's going to be financial um sacrifices you're gonna you have to make compromises uh nothing comes for free uh, it's it's impossible. It's not the way that this world is. So, and a lot of people want it to be easy, and once it does become a little tough, you have to make a choice as to whether it's worth it or not. It has been um, 100% worth it for me to go through all the stress that I have over the last few years and all the work, all the you know, just the struggles that you got to deal with, just life in general, but also specifically within <laughs> within a band. And there's there's a little bit of a uniqueness there um, when you're dealing with uh, creative minds and egos and stuff like that. Um, so once it becomes a little bit tough, uh, the people that are in it for the wrong reasons uh, fall off fairly quickly, in my experience. Rise Up, one of the new songs from the Reed Effects' latest album, 1973, was co-written with Care Failure of Di Manikin. So you'll hear her flair and influence on the song. According to Kirk, it's also our first straight-up party song ever. Only live one so so they say You can't win if you don't play May not be here another day Don't delay Come and enjoy all your friends we're gonna take this to the end It's invitation that I send I recommend you attend Rise up and shout it Let's start a riot Why don't you try it? Sing now Come on and sing it with me Break in the silence Streams of defiance Where's my Let's get to 
the sun has just begun. Don't be shy, just come along. You know it's right, you can't go wrong. Try to call and sing the song all night long, all night. Rise up and shout it. Let's start on just heard Rise Up by The Reed Effect. I am Pat Blythe and this is Love the Music. I'm sitting here with Kirk Reed and you're listening to the fifth episode of the Pandemic Interviews, Conversations in a Changing Time. What's the one positive thing that came out of this for you? Out of this pandemic? Well, I already laid out a, a few. Yes, you uh, did. But, so to uh, reinforce um, some of the things I mentioned a few minutes ago, Number one, uh, to become a little bit more computer savvy and to be able to learn and have the patience uh, to learn all this um, editing software and recording software and microphones, stuff I don't usually think about at all because, you know, I'll let the producer do it or Chris, who's better at this uh, than I am. I wouldn't have, I would not, there's no way I would have been able to learn all this stuff if I was still so busy dealing with teaching and kind of going out and, um, you know, socializing and uh, stuff like that. So it, it's been nothing short of a, a blessing for me. And I know that sounds a little bit selfish. I'm not saying that being unaware of what's going on in the world. I know there's a lot of craziness and I'm sensitive to that. Um, I don't want to feed into any negativity. I, I want to kind of make use of my time. And I think right. for me, my offering to the world and you know, in whatever small or big way that I can is through music. Um, so I've been able to step up my game I've been able to spend time practicing. I pick up the banjo again after all these years. So yeah. Wow. Uh, so we're going to be doing actually a cover of the dueling banjos. Oh okay. Yeah, I know it note for note now. Yeah, I'm I love that tune. Yeah, me too. I've always wanted to learn it. I wouldn't have, and I wouldn't have been able to if I had. I love a lot of movies and music from the seventies. Speaking of our album, it's called 1973. Um, 
So anyway, I want to kind of throw that in there. I'm a big uh, 70s fan, uh, movies, everything. Anyway, dueling banjos. <clears throat> we we're, we'll hope to. Uh, we have it all down. It's just um, we hope to kind of drop it on YouTube in the next couple of weeks. So probably late June, early July. Mm -hmm. The only reason why it's not up now is Chris uh, had an accident and he injured his, his wrist uh, like three, four weeks ago. So we haven't been. And we're just about to do it. So anyway. That kind of got pushed over. So I'm just, yeah, making use of my time with all the editing and the videos and stuff like that. One dozen things that have that have benefited me. For, so you know, really, inside your world, right, it's been the, this sort of isolation pandemic thing. I call it a shitstorm. Yeah, has it really is. been more of a positive thing Absolutely. for you. Yeah, one hundred percent. Being the eternal optimist that you are, yeah, I'm, I'm another one. Yeah, so, so you get it. Yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, so this is this has actually been a good thing for you. It's yeah, one hundred percent. And the thing is, the, the timing is actually a, like in my mind, an in, in absolute godsend. <clears throat> Again, it's not being insensitive uh, to what's going on in the world right. at all. But as far as uh, us specifically, yeah. uh, we we if we re release this, um, even like February, March, or last fall, this would have completely died. So the fact that we had this extra time to really build something really yep. strong and to, for Ted to be able to have some more time um, to really mix and really work all this stuff tight and so I can build up my uh, promotional skills and getting ready to gear up and trying to uh, get my arsenal of little uh, tidbits that I'm going to be uh, mm -hmm. dropping over the next few months and I got tons, man. So what's happening with the Muddy York blues machine then? You've been focusing a lot on the read effect. Yeah. It's funny, I have one foot in this, the reed effect, um, in rock, rock and roll, and then I have one in the blues as well. I'm very inspired by the blues. I, I love one of my favorite kinds of music to, to listen to. I listen to jazz FM all the time, so I'm a jazz guy too. The thing is, we're releasing an album too, The Muddy York, because we finished writing three songs. Right. Um, so I had a bunch of riffs, like a bunch of blues riffs. Uh, that I had, so I kind of brought it to the band. Well, I brought it to Veronica first, and then uh, Veronica put her magic on it, and then we brought it to the band, and we all kind of brought our thing. So we have three solid singles, so we're really excited about that. Uh, we have three uh, blues covers as well, so it's a six-song EP. Um, so we were playing, again, even with that, we, have, we were planning to release it in, uh, like, May, like a month ago. Wow. I know, so I would have been, see again, like I, I'm so busy, and I would have been busy with the Muddy York too. So, but I, I did, I've, you know, the Reed Effect is my baby, I've kind of um, invested, ten, you know, 10 years of my life in it. Uh, so we wrote a whole album, so we, we started recording with Ted uh, last fall. Uh, so we had laid down all the drums, all the bass, and then I just finished all the guitars, and I put a lot of work into that too. The sound is incredible, um, all the little, uh, the details of it. Um, and again, I wouldn't have, you know, as things started to slow down, I wouldn't have had the time to really, you know, focus on those chops. Uh, so right now, what we have is drums, bass, and guitar all ready for the... So now, once uh, the pandemic st starts to... Actually, Douglas, you know Doug um, from our band, the keyboarders? Uh, so he's up next, and actually we're planning to go into the studio in like two weeks. He even said like late June. I don't know what's today, the 17th, so yeah. late June, early July. Uh, so the next couple of weeks, he's going to put his uh, keyboard magic onto the, the Muddy York blues machine. 
So that's going to go, uh, that's going to keep moving forward uh, as well. There's nothing really I can do uh, for that band right now. I have finished my guitars. Um, right. I've become very zen over the, you know, because you have to have patience. You can't lose your shit every time uh, things just don't work out. Yeah. So it's kind of been not just a learning curve as far as um, all the computer stuff and kind of getting more savvy with uh, video editing kind of a growth for me as just a so human that's being. how it's affected that so patience. that's a, yeah patience. patience yeah it's it's an opportunity it's personal, to grow man the personal changes have been patience yeah that, that if i had to pick one word one uh, virtue <clears throat> it would be patience for sure and i i feel happier because i am i'm not so uh, stressed i'm not so in a rush you know how that the, the pace of life can be uh, inundating and a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so to have this little break, it kind of. Uh, but at the same time, there's so many things I want to do. So I've had to kind of step back and go step by step by brick by brick. You know, frame and the beams and the boom. You know, to build a mansion, I don't want to build like a little fort or you know a tree fort or some kind of little little thing. I want to build a mansion, and that requires um, a lot of patience. So, is there anything else you'd like to add? Um, no, I think I covered. <laughs> Yippity yeah, We've covered it all. Okay. Yeah, You've just listened to an interview I had with guitarist, singer-songwriter Kirk Reed of the Reed Effect back in July 2020. Many thanks to Kirk for dropping by my back deck for some great conversation. Thank you, everyone, for all your support and sharing your time and inviting us into your cars, offices, and homes. Also, many thanks once again to Eddie and Quincy Bullen and Paul DeLong for writing and performing the Love the Music theme you hear at the open and close of each show. If you'd like to continue listening to what these musicians have to say, follow me on Podbean or any one of the platforms you're using, and you'll be notified automatically when the next conversation is published. I am Pat Blythe, and you're listening to Love the Music. Have a great day and a wonderful evening.